Hello, Rundown Nation. Welcome to the College Football Rundown. I'm Woj. And I'm all. And we got an action-packed week here. There are multiple conference implications, which lead into playoff implications this week in about every conference, which is awesome. Uh, it's going to be one hell of a week, Wall. Woj, this is just insane. I mean, if you are a sports better, you are giddy with excitement. I mean, all these football games, all these undefeated teams, Great matchups. Not only that, I mean, we got hockey starting. We got the Braves playing in the playoffs. Man, am I stoked for this week, baby. Yeah, it's going to be a good week. Trust me, we're going to get into those games. Uh, we have to do a little house house maintenance here. We got to talk about the DraftKings League last week. Walrus 67 ended up winning it with 212.14 points. I finished in second, and Jim Dufemeyer finished in third. Uh, Walrus uh, kind of blew away the competition there. Uh, he played, he, you know, he, he took, took what we talked about to heart wall and he played the quarterback and the wide receivers against Michigan state. That would have been CJ Stroud and, uh, Amikma Ekbuk, uh, whatever their wide receivers called. And he also took Marvin Harrison jr. He took two wide receivers and the quarterback equaled 111.35, uh, points. So altogether, that costed him $23,300 and netted him 209 per point, which was awesome. And then uh, just, th- I always like looking at the cheap guys, you know, Miles Price, we talked about him in the rundown last week. Well, we ended up, he was a game time scratch. So he took Jared Bernard, or Bradley, the other wide receiver to back him up, only costed him 3,700, got him 28.90 points for 128 per point. I love when those cheap guys uh, pan out wall. Well, that was insane. And I've been telling you for the past couple of weeks, you got to watch this Walrus 67. Dude. He's been up there. Woj. I mean, that's a, that's a heads up matchup. You're, you're winning most of those, right? And you're winning 50 fifties with that two twelve last week. I'm guessing oh, you're making money in tournaments. Cause I made some money in tournaments. So he's making money in tournaments. So yeah, that, that's a definitely a cash game win. Uh, with a ca- kind of a cash game roster, especially with uh, marking those double wide receiver with the quarterback, um, typically sounds like a tournament roster, but with how expensive they were, that's more of a cash game roster, to be honest. Um, but it, it worked out well for them. I mean, that's awesome. I mean, play against Michigan State. They're terrible. Well, <laughs> <laughs> it's a sexy roster that we can agree on. Luke. Yeah, and like he did, he looked at the uh, Miles Price being out, picked up another cheap option there, only 3700 and it panned out huge for him uh, from Texas Tech there. Uh, this week will be the DraftKings 13-game slate, uh, where there's just a lot of good games on there. Last week, as far as our DraftKings picks did, they did pretty well. We had Max Duggan at 190 per point. Jaden Daniels didn't pan out as well as we thought at LSU. He did throw for 300, but only got us 335 a point. Bijan, Raheem Sanders, Blake Corum, Devin Neal is the only one that didn't really pan out. But uh, we, we did pretty well last week, Wall. So let's let's keep it going here for this week. Uh, tell me a little bit about last week's games, though, Wall. Well, let's get back into that. I mean, you, we can't go without discussing that. Alabama, Texas A&M game, right? Wait, wait. I mean, that, year two, year two, A&M is, is a thorn. And again, I, Bama came out with the win in this one. Same uh, it's quarterback, too, that yeah. typically hasn't been quarterback this year, but he came in for Alabama. He's the Alabama killer. Well, 
I guess so. Well, I don't know if I'll go that far. I don't think there's any Alabama killer alive today. Clemson's the only one that could maybe claim that title, but obviously they've lost less than they won. So that's a tough thing to say that somebody's an Alabama killer in this specific instance. Maybe you're right, but 24 to 20, well, it comes down. I mean, it, it's such a hard thing to watch. They played hard, so hard all game, you know, for that to be the outcome for the A&M Aggies. It's a tough thing to watch. You know, it's a horrible play call. All week, people have been getting all over Jimbo Fisher, which rightfully so. He's the head coach. He's the one, whether he made the play call or not, he's responsible for that in the end. And they throw that crap ass, Woj, crap ass <laughs> to the corner by the pilot. I mean, I don't get it. It just, it angers me to see it come down to that. Such a horrible play call. You, you call that play on third down or second down when you have, you know, you don't want the ball to get intercepted. This is a do or die play. You know, the whole playbook's open. Interception doesn't matter. And that's what they do. I, it was tough, but Alabama came out, you know, on top, makes much more of an interesting game this week against Tennessee. Yeah, it, it definitely is going to make an interesting uh, game this week. I mean, it's just tough. I mean, Alabama, they did get the win in the, the playoff committee is not going to hurt them too much because guess what? They're not playing without their best player on the team. Yeah. Uh, Bryce Young is not playing. We have Jalen Milrow in there who, uh, man, he looks like a chicken with his head cut off. Uh, to be honest with you, he is a freshman. So, I mean, there's going to be some growing pains there for sure. Uh, scrambling with the ball more than often because he doesn't know what to do. Uh, and he misses his reads or maybe they've done down, dumbed down the play calls a little bit to, you know, if you miss, you go to your first and second read and then you're running. I, I mean, that, that's possible. They have the line to do that. So it, it's just tough. It's going to make this Tennessee game really interesting. Um, but we'll, we'll see what happens. Well, we will. And another game, which we talked about it a little bit on the podcast last week, but that UCLA, you know, USC game that, I'm sorry, UCLA game? That was crazy, yeah. was it not? Yeah, it, that was I mean, a good game. I UCLA looks like the real deal over there in the Pac-12. They're they're coming into their own. I mean, it's it's crazy that that's. I, I said UC. I meant Utah. I'm not sure why I said that, but I that's a defense. Which they were playing a defense, but Mr. DTR, you know, he he's for real, Mr. Charbonnet. He's for real. Like they they made that defense look like you know an old Big Twelve defense. They just ran them over. I, I mean, between the two of them, it's 500 yards, the DTR yeah. and Charbonnet. I mean, that's that's a lot. Of, you can't give up that many yards to two players in the in the freaking team. So, uh, I mean, that, that they destroyed a good defense and and they look really good. I, Charbonnet, I remember when he was at Michigan, and now he's making headway over at UCLA. He is, you know, and doing it against a respectful defense and a game that really surprised me last week. Well, I wouldn't say that UCLA game surprised me as much. We kind of talked about how you say it was a good football team. They had a goose egg still do for that matter. They're a good football team. But a game that surprised me was that South Carolina beating Kentucky. Mm. That that was 24 to 14. You know, I Kentucky obviously coming off that tough loss. Maybe that had a little bit to do with it. But of all the games last week, that one, it probably surprised me the most. Yeah, uh, good for me. I got uh, their quarterback on my fantasy team, <coughs> Spencer Sanders. Um, but no, it's uh, it, well, they're playing well. Uh, they're doing okay. Uh, they've had some struggles here. That game against Georgia, obviously, is one of them, and the game against Arkansas. But uh, you know, you can't win them all, I guess. But uh, Spencer Rattler, we'll see. Uh, I did. I think I said Spencer Sanders. I meant to say Spencer Rattler. Um, he looks like he's coming into their, his own there, and, 
and they have a decent running back. So in Mershaw Lloyd, so uh, they're going to make some headway, but I don't, I, I don't think it's going to go as far as beating uh, who else do they got here on the roster wall? I mean, it, it's going to be a tough, tough trek in the sec. They have A&M next game this week. They have Florida, Tennessee, and Clemson to finish the season. So it's going to be a tough track for the rest of the way. Yeah, they're not, I mean, that's not a team that I would expect much out of. They're a good football team, don't get me wrong. I just, I'm surprised that Kentucky dropped that one, and you said it was good for you. I was getting ready to jump down your throat for not knowing your fantasy roster, but I guess you caught your mistake. It was a slip of the tongue. I'll give you the benefit of the doubt, Woj. What did not help you, though, I will say, is BYU dropped to ND. Uh, you probably didn't even see that score, but Notre Dame yeah, beat them 28 yeah, to 20. Yeah. So that doesn't yeah. help that futures ticket, does it? No, my BYU, uh, my BYU hopes have crashed and burned <laughs> wall. So we're going to leave it at that. They they can't stop the run. People just run all over them. So we're yeah. just going to leave it at that, and uh, we're going to move on. <laughs> all right, Woj, you control the show. Well said. All right. First game up for this week, Wall, that I want to talk about, Penn State. Number 10, Penn State, at number 5, Michigan, 11 a.m. on Fox. This has got big implications for the Big Ten here, uh, especially on, on that side of the Big Ten. This is, not, this is not a game that you want to talk about. Which This is a game that I want to talk about. <laughs> I want to talk about this Penn State-Michigan game. You got number 10. You referenced it. Number 5, going head-to-head. I mean, all the talk this week has been about that Alabama-Tennessee, right, Woj? That's, that's all I'm hearing, at least, from people. It is. The thing that's funny here, I just want to make a point, is as far as conference implications go, like that's going to be a great game. But no matter who wins or loses that game, there's still a chance that either of those two teams are going to get in the playoffs, right? This game right here in the Big Ten, there's two big Big Ten team or games, one for the East, one for the West. Minnesota, Illinois is one of them. Penn State, Michigan is the other. Both of those are huge implications on winning the conference because if Michigan were to lose this, it might be over. Uh, or Penn State were to lose this, it might be over for them. The same thing on the other side uh, of this. So uh, definitely this is more, uh, I, I guess, geared towards what can happen. This this controls your future, where I don't know if the Tennessee-Alabama one really controls your future. Uh, it definitely helps, but I don't think it controls it. Well, you get the if you're on the Alabama side, you get your Alabama loss. It's yeah, kind of yeah. like a buy, right? So <laughs> Tennessee, though, I think they probably have to win this one. I would think. I guess well, they unless they come beat back Georgia, because uh, they still have to play Georgia on that side. So they beat Georgia, they play Alabama again. Yeah, and uh, so yeah, they don't. They need to beat Bama, <laughs> just, just like I said, because that, that Georgia football team is good, man. But we'll we'll get back to the Penn State Michigan one. Last year, Michigan won this game seventeen to fourteen. Right? It was a close call for them too. They're playing on the road trailing late big touchdown i think mccarthy or no mcnamara was the quarterback excuse me came in brought him down the field big pass play michigan d held up and they squeaked by penn state last year and you remember that alabama team or that michigan team really good football team last year which this year they're gonna have to beat penn state again they get to do it at the big house though that's yeah, the, the big difference yeah uh, the big house is big uh, only unfortunate thing is this is a a Fox noon kickoff, so they don't get a night game, but it is what it is. I'm still I'm still excited for it. And it still helps Michigan. I mean, if you're Michigan, you want this game at home this year, especially. I mean, they got such a good football team. Harbaugh's eight and 18 and two over the last couple of years. He changed around that coaching staff 18 and two. On on Twitter, uh Spike Johnny B tweeted at us, Woj, one of the tweets we sent out, and he said that. You know, Michigan, they just they played nobody, which I guess that's an argument to be had. They haven't really played, you know, anybody respectable. 
Iowa has a down year. We all know that. It's a sad thing, but Iowa has a down year. That's, you know, one of their good teams they played so far. So I understand that logic, but still, man, you can't fault a team that just isn't losing games, especially with Mr. Corum back there, which I don't know if you're going to put him on your roster again. You've talked about it in a couple of weeks, but 735 yards, 118 carries. It's going to be interesting to watch him run against this Penn State defense. They do have a good defense. 13th in the nation points against 14.8 per game they're giving up. Fifth in rushing yards a game, 79.8 rushing yards. That's 79.8 rushing yards Penn State's given up to a buck 50 that Coram's getting a game. Something's got to break, right? Something has to break. And this, I want to point this out, Woj. The top rushing defenses in the nation, James Madison, Clemson, Illinois, Marshall, Penn State. And that's in that order, one to five. The three, you know how many losses they have? I just kind of gave it away, but combined, Woj? Zero. They actually have a, they have a couple. They have three combined losses, but two of those go to Marshall. So, you know, people forget about this. If you have a good run defense, you have a good football team. And this Penn State, they have a good run defense, which means they have a good football team. But we'll see if those stats can carry over to next week after they face Mr. Corum, who's just running, running defenses over. It's going to be real fun to watch on that side of the ball when Michigan has it and Penn State's trying to stop them. I'm real excited to watch this one, Moj. Yeah, it's I mean it's slated for a close game, essentially. It's a touchdown game, uh, which is interesting. It's going to be a good defensive battle. Like you said, it, it depends on how well D- Penn State can slow down Blake Corm. How good is the defensive line of Penn State? Uh, because Blake Corm is going to get the ball 20-plus times a game. That's that's what they do. Uh, he's, he's got 50% of the, the carry percentage on the team. Sure, Edwards is back now for them to help that out a little bit, but it didn't do much last week. Quorum is 7,800. Didn't pull in that many points for us last week. He only got 21.4 for uh, 369 per point, but um, I'm not going to take him this week. It's just too pricey, and uh, Penn State's just, I'm not quite sure. Again, I think they're coming off a bye, but their last game they played against Northwestern, they won 17 to 7. Uh, they didn't really show off. Uh, both undefeated, I, like you said, you can't fault the team that's undefeated. But I really do think Michigan is gonna gonna open up here, and I, I think that opens up the floodgates. It all depends on the pass game if they can pass it, if they can get something a rhythm going without some turnovers here. Uh, Michigan just needs to keep that turnover number down, no interceptions, just game managed the entire time, uh, which I'm sure hardballs hardballing about over there at Michigan, but uh, yeah, it's going to be a good game. Like I said, huge implications for the big 10, as well as the Minnesota Illinois game. Uh, again, big implications for big 10 uh, championship game. So that, that's going to be exciting to see, but let's talk about the big game of the weekend, which everyone's talking about. That's number three, Alabama at number six, Tennessee, two thirty PM on CBS wall. I just told you, it's not the big game of the weekend. Woj. The big game of the weekend is Penn State, Michigan. Do you not listen to what I say? But you're right, Woj. <laughs> to the rest of the nation. In, in the masses, the big game Yeah, of the in weekend. the masses. To the rest of the people that aren't as knowledgeable, I guess this is the big one, right? Number three, Alabama. Number six, Tennessee. You painted that picture. Let me paint the picture of the lines. Alabama's giving seven and a half. Over under of 66 and a half which is a bit surprising for an Alabama-Tennessee game. That's a pretty high number, Woj. If you want bet $100 on Tennessee, they win the football game, you're going to get 235, them sitting at plus 235. I mean, 
over under like that, you got to at least have one player, Woj, at least one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And we talked about him last week, and I picked him. I had him on my team. Brew McCoy from Tennessee. He was uh, 5,700 last week, scored us 24.3 points, $234 per point. I mean, with without their, without Tillman in the roster, I mean, it's Jalen Hyatt and Brew McCoy. That's what you have to pass to. He's only 5,800 this week, so he only went up 100 bucks. And I think that's just because they're playing Alabama. But Alabama's secondary hasn't really shown that much. Um, they've been susceptible to passes, so. I like Brew McCoy. I, we can't deny that Tennessee is statistically the best offense in college football. So let's take Brew McCoy again at 5,800. If they're just going to keep sitting him around that mid-tier wide receiver level, why not take him? I, I love him right there. He actually is getting the same targets as Jalen Hyatt, too, and is getting more yards per game than him. So uh, to be honest, he's just the better wide receiver at this point, the USC transfer. So uh, on the other side of the ball wall with – with um, Bryce Young out. Gibbs is getting most of the he, he's the offense. He's getting 20 plus carries a game. He went from nine to getting 20 per game. His average of before Bryce Young went down was was nine. His average after is 20. Uh, he actually never got double digit carries with Bryce Young in, but he got nine every single game. It was kind of weird. Um, but he also catches the ball, too. Uh, he's a big receiver for them. So he's a no-brainer if you're going to take Alabama side of this or really you just want to get some action in this game. Uh, he's 7,900, um, and we'll just see what happens. I, I think they're going to keep that same game plan. Why not? The, the quarterback is acceptable to throwing picks, which he's been doing. So I, I, I like Gibbs in this, 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 this side of the, the spectrum here, Wall. Well, I like Gibbs regardless. And the, the consensus is that Bryce Young is actually going to play in the football game Mojo, as of late. But you, that could be argued. I mean, you got that. Will he play or will he not? That's a huge factor to this game. You got that line moving. Tennessee opened at plus 255. It's all the way down to 225. So maybe there's some, you know, some sharps out there that are on your side saying, hey, Bryce Young might not play this game because that's what that line move means a little bit. It could be a lot of public money. Who knows? A lot of Tennessee fans, you know. They're big on the bandwagon now. Everybody loves Tennessee, right? Well, it's, that's the thing. But it's it's not an insignificant move to go from plus 255 to plus 225. You're talking about a 28.17% chance of win moving to a 30.77% chance of win. That's a 2.6% difference. You know, you're talking about a bit more money you would have made at the open versus now. So I don't know. When this game opened like before, they had a futures ticket on it. It was plus 450 in this game, Woj, if you wanted Tennessee. Plus 450. So since the season has started, the chances have doubled of Tennessee beating Bama. And it makes sense. I mean, they're playing good football, right? They're playing real good football. Tennessee, though, they're in my mind, they're still a question mark, even though they're playing such good football, because I just, you know, I can't get over the fact that I don't trust this football team. My my uh, brother from another mother, I'll say, Jazzy J, he texted me last week, Woj. He texted me. It said nothing but this. Tennessee equals legit. You know, and I'm thinking, all right, fine. I don't know if he's hassling me because I lost some big money on Tennessee last week, or if he's generally just saying that, you know, Tennessee is a good football team. I can't disagree that they're legit because of what they've done. Last week, they just, I mean, they demolished LSU. Did you watch that whole game, Woj? I unfortunately did. Yes, they uh, they manhandled them all. <laughs> and they didn't they do, did. all, do it all in the air, too. They did a lot of it on the ground as well. 
Yeah, and they did it on defense. I mean, they did it on special teams, obviously, the kickoff. I mean, <laughs> you go big on Tennessee or you go big on LSU to beat Tennessee and then LSU fumbles the kickoff, the opening kickoff, and Tennessee recovers. Uh, it's downhill from there. But let me tell you, that linebacker crew, which I didn't watch the whole game, you know, I can't, I can't watch my money go down the drain like that for four quarters, but I watched a couple quarters of it. You know, it was impressive. Those linebacker crew, they were very impressive. They filled the gaps. Real quick, I'm excited to see how that Mr. Jameer Gibbs you mentioned, I'm excited to see if there are linebackers clogging the holes, how he handles that, if he's able to run anybody over to the outside maybe. It'll be something to watch. Alabama, I'm guessing they're probably going to pull their guards a little bit more to try to block those linebackers that are plugging the gaps and then give Gibbs a little bit of room to maybe dance, do a little something. But Hendon Hooker, you know, he's the man, Roach. He's the man. When he's not being pressured, he's getting 11.2 yards per play. 11.2 yards per play. I mean, I he must be a lot of money or something because if I was a DFS player, this is someone that I want on my team. Is he getting downgraded because they're going against Bama this this week, Woj? As far as money, I, I'm. I think that's the only. I think all of them are getting downgraded just because they're playing Alabama. Which, to be honest, Alabama's defense hasn't really shown me all that much. So I, I, I think just take it. Uh, if they're going to downgrade it, take it. You're getting them for a value. And again, they're going to put points up. That's, there's no doubt about that. It's Tennessee. They, they, that's what they do. Absolutely. And I agree you, before you said it, when you, when we were first started talking about this game, you, you said Alabama's secondary is not, you know, everything to write home about this year, which I, I agree with that. So Hendon Hooker, I think he can get stuff done, especially if he's not pressured. Like I just mentioned, he's getting those 11.2 yards per game. Uh, Alabama, they can bring the pressure though, Woj. So it's going to be a question of, do they get there? They have 18 sacks in the season. Did they make it 24 after this game or do yeah. they stay at 18 and hooker has that time to stay in the pocket. But as far as the game goes, Woj, I mean, I just, it's a, a rule of mine. I don't bet against Bama. You know, it, it saved me a lot of money. Bama's the last 10 times these two teams have played Bama's seven and three against the spread, you know, over unders seven out of three have come in on the over Bama straight up has won 10 in a row against this football team, Tennessee. So, you know, I don't care that they're that great. I'm not going to take that Tennessee football team in this game. I'll probably just stay away altogether, if not a little bit on Bama. Yeah. In you mentioned it, Wall. It's it's Bama's just that solid team. Saban always gets their team to play, but this is at Tennessee. It's going to be a ruckus crowd. I'm banking on Bryce Young not playing uh, because I think, they realize if they don't win this game, it doesn't really matter for them. Uh, and uh, they can probably still win without them. But you also mentioned the fact that their defensive line is getting these sacks. Their secondary might not be that great, but their front end is powerful as hell. They get there. We saw that for even versus Texas. And then Quinn Ewers obviously went down. But it's one of those things where I think Tennessee's game plan out of the gun has got to be getting Hennon Hooker comfortable and being able to scramble because if you can scramble those blitzes slow down and that's what they need to have happen you need to make sure alabama second or questions should we blitz here or shouldn't we blitz here because hennon hooker can burn us uh so he needs to be that good he needs to be the guy on the team and he already is but he needs to be even that much better at realizing what the blitzes are happening when they're coming because He's going to have to scramble. And if he does successfully, especially early, it's going to be a different game. All right. Well, let's move on. We spent enough time on the big game quotations. 
for the week. We got number eight, Oklahoma State, at number 13, TCU, tier 230 on ABC. Huge implications for Peck or uh, Big 12 here, Wall. This is the Big 12 game. <laughs> Big 12, baby. I mean, what can you say about Oklahoma State in this game? Plus three and a half, TCU minus 175, over under of 68 and a half. A little bit more than that Bama Tennessee game, but it makes sense. You know, we're talking about Oklahoma State TCU, not Alabama Tennessee. So 68 and a half on this one. Big 12, you mentioned, which it's this conference this year by far is the most surprising conference to me. They they are good, Woj. They're much better than I had them in the beginning of the season. I don't know if you say the same or not. I, th- I would agree. Defensively, I think they've been getting better for years, and I think that's the key to the Big 12. Can they get better defensively? They've always been an offensive powerhouse with a lot of spread offenses, a lot of NFL-style offenses. Uh, can they get the job done on the other end of the ball? And I think as far as TCU goes, and Oklahoma State for that matter, they've been able to do that. Oklahoma State, on the other hand, doesn't really run an NFL-style offense. But it's uh, it's just one of those games where I think or one of those conferences where they're getting it done defensively. We, we witnessed that in the Texas first Alabama game first for one of the first games of the season. Well, Oh, absolutely. Was. I'm sorry. I got a little distracted here. When you just got beamed with a ball and he's hurt, man, oh, doesn't help the Braves. Which doesn't help the Braves, but the big, <laughs> the big 12, which come on. I mean, if you look down, if you look down it, let's just go straight down it. Number 17, Kansas state, right? Number eight, Oklahoma state the team. We're talking about number 13, TCU, the team we're talking about. Number 19, Kansas. Number 22, Texas. I mean, these are all ranked teams, all in the Big 12. They are getting their defenses together. And if, if you got a flyer, if you got a free bet, let me tell you, Texas plus 20,000 to win the national championship. You bet $5 on them, you're going to win $1,000 and get your five bucks back, too. You know, we never had a two loss team in the college football playoffs, but they, you know, they lost to Bama by one. So does that count as a loss, Woj? I don't know. If I'm just saying, if you got a flyer, if you got a $5 free bet or something, throw it on these guys. You never know. But Oklahoma State, TCU, Spencer Sanders is the man, Woj. I've been watching a lot of Oklahoma State games this year. You know I've had a lot of money on their overs. 1,400 yards passing, passing, excuse me, 58 rushes, six touchdowns rushing. I mean, come on. Number eight team in the na- nation for a reason, Woj. Number yeah. eight team in the nation for a reason. The team is melding. Gundy has them in the right spot. The defense is, you know, you mentioned how important it is for the Big 12 to develop them. Eh, still a question mark there for Oklahoma State, but they held, yes, in quotation marks, they held Texas Tech to 31, which that's a very high scoring, very powerful offense. So, you know, they might be headed in the right direction too, but I really like this Oklahoma State football team. Yeah, uh, as far as DFS, Max Duggan, who's 8K, quarterback for TCU or Spencer Sanders, the quarterback for Oklahoma state at 7,900, both about the same price. It's a high over under game. Uh, this will likely be a high percentage pick. Uh, so keep that in mind for tournament play, but you could get both quarterbacks, especially in a uh, cash game roster. Cheaper option to get exposure in this game is Bryson green, the wide receiver from Oklahoma state. He's only 4,500 and that's if Braden Johnson is uh, still not playing. If Braden Johnson is good to go, I would go with Braden Johnson. But if he's not, Bryson Green, again, cheap, 4,500. He'll get you some points. Uh, might be even a great option in a tournament play, especially if uh, Braden Johnson is not playing well. Well, Oklahoma State spreads the ball around a lot too, which so you know, even if even if uh, he does play, you might get some opportunities there. I, I like these 
you know, $4,500 picks, which is like, whenever I'm setting my DraftKings lineup, which is kind of just like a, you know, a chicken pecking at, at food, you know, I don't really know what I'm doing, but when I was setting my lineup there, you know, I, I'm looking for those 4,500 price points all the time to fill it out. So a guy like that, I guess I'll give Mr. Bryson Green a look. Another game in the slate doesn't mean that much in the Big Ten, but it's still a big Big Ten game. Wisconsin at Michigan State, 3 p.m. on Foxwall. Wisconsin, well, you better be careful what you say, man. I know your wife is a Badgers fan, so <laughs> you need to give them a little more respect in that, Woj. A little more respect. Well, I can tell you what. The books are giving them respect. Minus 7.5 Wisconsin is. Over under a 49.5. Michigan State plus 250. You're getting 250 if you bet 100. I, I got to think, Woj, and I've been watching Wisconsin a little bit this year. I got to think that Mr. Mertz is a man that you're at least looking at. Am I yeah, correct so, or no? So, so here's... Here's the props I'm giving to Wisconsin. That's why I had to say that. Uh, my wife will love me for this, but a double, a quarterback and a wide receiver uh, stack here against, again, Michigan State. And what do we do against Michigan State? We play their quarter, quarterback and the wide receivers against them. Graham Mertz is only 5,300. And his number one receiver, Shamir Dyke, is only 5,600. So together, that's just under 11,000. They scored 81.5 points last week, Wall versus Northwestern. That was 135 per point. Even if they score 30 less than that this week, it's still 218 per point. They're still getting value. So, uh, again, I think this is a no-brainer. This is one of the, definitely one of those tournament play. Just You have to play this <laughs> just because it's against Michigan State. And I know Graham Mertz in Wisconsin isn't known for their passing, but with the new regime, maybe they've turned a new leaf because they really uh, they really put it to Northwestern last week, Wall. Yeah, they put it to Northwestern. I mean, <laughs> oof, Northwestern <laughs> dropped one. <laughs> what can we say? You know, And I get it. I get it. It doesn't matter. You, they're a football team. So you went out and played a football team and you put it to them. I get what you're putting down, which I'm getting this – Double stack of years. I mean, you know? the thing about it is, is Northwestern has a better secondary than Michigan State. <laughs> I'm not saying <laughs> that they're the same level team, but uh, as far as statistics go, they're better even after giving up 81.5 points to just two players last week. Well, there's, there's something to be said of game control too, right? And a lot of people, they blow by this fact. Like a lot of the statistics and a lot of all that comes from game control and usually the better team can control the game. It's just kind of how it goes. And that's not always the case. It's a, it's not a standard thing. It's not always the case, but I think the key is with these two teams, man, what disappointing seasons would you not say for both teams so far? What a disappointing season. Yeah. Very disappointing for both. I mean, it's been awful. I mean, it's, it's tough, you know, Wisconsin, if you look at their schedule, Illinois state, we'll give them the win there. Obviously they had the win Washington state. They lost a tough one by a field goal. No Mexico state. They crushed them. Ohio state, you know, everybody's going to lose to Ohio state, but then they lost that Illinois one. Woach. And that, that was a tough one. You know, Illinois, it's turns out they're a better football program than most people, myself included. Maybe you, I can't speak for you had expected them to be this year, but still they got beat pretty good 34 to 10. And then obviously last week they did turn around a little bit Northwestern. They won. 42 to seven. If you look at the Michigan state, I mean, it's, it's even tougher over there. When you look at them, Western Michigan, they did beat week one, uh, Akron, you know, they beat them 52 to nothing. Boom. Crushing it. Cruising. Right. Woj. But then that loss to Washington, man. And that, that, I think that demoralized them. You remember how all the hype for that game? Yeah, I do. I, I bet Washington. 
Yeah, well, there you go, Woj. Well done. Way, way to win money betting against the Big Ten. But it was a smart bet because, you know, they, they lost 39-28. But I think it kind of demoralized the team a little bit. They came out against Minnesota, and Minnesota is not a great team by any means, in my opinion. I know you think they're the creme de la creme, but Minnesota beat them 34-7, to and then that Maryland loss, you know. 27-13, they lost to Maryland. Ohio State, anybody's going to lose to them. I get it. But just disappointing seasons for both of them. But I brought up that Mertz because I was looking through the game stats and looking through everybody's stats, and he's got that sneaky 1,300 yards of passing on the season, Loach. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's a lot of yards passing, and it's, it's a little bit sneaky. I was not expecting that when I looked at this, the stats line, you know. You and were- then you got – go ahead, Loach. What do you got you to were- say? You wish you would have kept him on your fantasy roster? Nah, it doesn't fantasy is irrelevant. Much, so <laughs> it doesn't really matter. He wouldn't have been my saving grace. Bryce Young would have been my saving grace this year. Would we? We're not going to talk about that. But whoever has Braylon Allen, I'll say they they must be doing well. We know who has him. But he 634 yards rushing. Much. I mean, between him and Mertz, this is not a team that should have a three and three record, in my opinion. And that's Braylon Allen that has Malusi too. You know, Malusi gets a carry. You know, one out of every three times. So that, that's a great quarterback as far as the stats go, a great running back as far as the stats go. Yeah, you got a football team that's sitting with a three and three record. You know, it's it's because that defense that Wisconsin, they're like Iowa. They rely on that defense and the defense is not horrible, but they're just not that top 10 defense. They're actually outside the top 30 for the first time I can remember in, in defense of, you know, how many points a defense has given up. So um, MSU, Michigan State. You know, it's it's a tough time for them on both sides of the line, offense and defensive line. They, I understand they've only allowed 10 sacks, that offensive line has, but, you know, they're, they're not creating lanes for the running backs. They're not opening things up, and if you can't get a run game going, you're not going to get a pass game going. So we'll see what happens in this one. Obviously, I'm, I'm not going to lay any action. I don't see any edge either way. So it'll be a good game to watch, Big Ten football. Yeah. Uh, speaking of bad defenses, uh, just a couple other DFS plays for you here. Uh, it's one of those games on the slate that probably a lot of people don't know anything about the team uh, or know very little. That's Ohio at, Mich- at Western Michigan. It's 2.30 on uh, CBS Sports Network. Ohio is the worst FBS team against quarterbacks and wide receivers combined, giving up 80.1 DFS points per game to those positions combined. Uh, so that, that, that's bad. That, that is bad. And it would be even worse if they added in the FCS game because they played Fordham and gave up 500 and plus yards to the quarterback alone. Uh, so not a very good defense. Now, this is kind of a weird game because Western Michigan hasn't really done much. Neither has their quarterback, Jake uh, Slipoke. Uh, he's only 6,300. Again, this combo is going to be more than the Wisconsin combo. And I like the Wisconsin combo better, but he's 6,300, obviously because he's playing against this awful defense. Uh, hasn't played great this season, interception prone with low completion percentage. So be advised, be advised about that. Uh, Corey Coombs, the wide receiver. Uh, he's getting 31.8% of the targets, which is big number for wide receivers. He's 6,600. So combined, we'll see what happens if the averages hold true and Ohio is just giving away points to everybody. Both of them should have great games. So uh, it's one of those things that you need to play in a tournament, at least have them in a roster. Maybe have that stack with the Wisconsin stack in a roster. Probably going to be pretty low percentage owned, and if they pop off, you're probably going to have a chance to win. Uh, I'm just saying. Another one 
uh, to, to keep an eye on here is Raheem Sanders. We talked about him last week. That's the running back for Arkansas. Uh, he ended up with 268 per point last week and 23.5. He is 6,500 this week. Uh, went up to 2K, but he's getting 20 carries a game. And for any running back that's in the 6,500 range and getting 20 carries a game, that's a good running back to have as a filler uh, if you're going to really spend some money. And that's what we're going to talk about next, spending some money. So you're talking Texas and Bijan Robinson. That's the big one here. Bijan this week is, let me find him on my little chart here. Bijan's going to cost you 9200 So he went up $200 this week, but for good reason. The other quarterback to play, though, is Quinn Ewers, who destroyed last week. I had him on my roster. He's only 5700 He's not even getting action again. So uh, I love Quinn Ewers probably more than I like Bijan, to be honest, although I do love Bijan Robinson. But just one of those options to take. They're slated to score 33 points, and they're a lopsided spread against an Iowa State team at 17. I think the spread's at 17 or right around there. Um, so Bijan will probably get a little bit more action, especially if they take the lead early. But both of those options are great options if you want to you know, spend high for the running back, and we can spend low on, on quarterbacks this week. We've already talked about that. And most of the high-priced quarterbacks, are possibly not even playing other than Max Duggan and uh, Spencer Sanders. Well, I, I like those picks, which I mean, Ohio, they don't have a good defense by any means. And actually Western Michigan is a, is a dog at home. They're getting a point, point and a half, depending where you're looking. So from that side, if you want to bet against a bad defense, kind of like you're doing with the DraftKings side, you know, you could get a point and a half on Western Michigan. So I kind of like what you're doing with Salapec there and Crooms. Um, as far as, you know, Sanders, I'm not sure about that. And then as far as Texas, well, you know what I had to say about that. <laughs> you know, Texas is a, did you, you, we watched, we didn't, we didn't even talk about Texas, Oklahoma game last week. That, that's, that's a big spread. You sure you don't want to take Iowa state for your pick em wall? Get, get bent, Woj. Get bent. I'm not taking <laughs> Iowa State ever in my life for anything, Woj. And do not Sam- distract me when I'm trying to talk about how great <laughs> Texas is. They crushed Oklahoma, Woj. They crushed them. Yeah, yeah, they did. They uh, they did what I thought they were going to do. And I, that's why I had Bijan on my team. And I also had Quinn Ewers on my team. I had a quarterback-running back combo there. I also had their Xavier, uh, I gosh, I can't remember his last name, but their wide receiver, number one wide receiver, he did good too. So uh, I went all in on Texas on DraftKings, especially once I saw Quinn Ewers playing. So uh, don't give me the Texas, but I think you should take Iowa State this week. No, not a chance. Which, you know, You know what? Are we going to head into it? Are we going to do our pick them? You want me just to tell you who I'm taking this week? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. All right. It's, it, I'll give you a hint. It's not Iowa State. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've made that pretty clear. <laughs> All right. Here, here's who I'm taking. Won't you? I'm going to take NC State. I'm going to move over to the Ooh, ACC. An- I know, another big game for the ACC. NC State versus Syracuse. That's a big game. It is a big game. And, you, you know, I don't hang my hat in the ACC very often. It's not something that I, I don't get to watch your games, Woj, and I'm going to gripe about it. I don't get to watch their games because I don't get the ACC network, nor have the option to get it. But, hey, I'm getting plus three and a half on NC State. So I'll tell you what, that's something I am going to take. That's something I am getting. I like those points. Give me NC State this week, plus three and a half. Yeah, go NC State. You remember at the beginning of the season, I put my bet on them to win the conference. Um, It didn't uh, help that they lost to Clemson, but we'll we'll see what happens. It's it's not over, (laughs) 
I, I got it's, the same ticket. I got the same ticket. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it didn't help that there comes a moss, but I, I do like the NC State win there. Uh, I am going to go with, and this is barring Bryce Young not playing. I'm playing the odds here of him not. Um, well, I guess I shouldn't say I'm playing the odds. I'm, I'm playing the hoping game that Bryce Young does not play, and I am taking Tennessee at home getting seven and a half. That's more than a touchdown wall, and that's the reason that number is so sweet in my head right now. That that hat that hook right there means so much to me. Uh, at home, the way Tennessee played last week, the way Alabama played the last two weeks. Uh, give me Tennessee in the high-powered offense. Uh, I, I like the seven and a half, especially if Bryce Young isn't playing. Now, if Bryce Young is playing, I'm really glad I got that hook wall. Well, I don't know. Bryce Young is, I, I, again, I, I think he, he is going to play. If you want to bet me, I'll bet you heads up. I'll give you money. But I, I don't, I'm not, normally, Woj, I'd be jumping down your throat and telling you, don't take this pick. It's stupid to bet against Bama. But I, I've been wrong on Tennessee. You know, I just, flat out have not been right. So I can't tell you this is a bad pick. I mean, you're getting a home dog, getting seven and a half in an atmosphere that you know is going to be electric. You know the volunteer fans are going to show up. All the hype they've had this year, I mean, that place is going to be rocking. And I'll give you a hint, they're not going to be cheering for Alabama, Woj. So they're going to get some crowd help. You get that hook. I mean, I guess it makes sense. I I don't bet against Bama, so I don't know what I'm going to do here as I've been putting a little bit of money on all your picks. But uh I kind of hope you win, Woj. It helps the Big Ten, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, you do get help with the crowd. You get mustard, you get golf balls. I mean, mustard. all that stuff helps. I mean, <laughs> at well, the end of the day, if we want to talk about last year with the old Miss game, but uh, I don't think Saban will be as uh, relaxed as uh, uh, as, as uh, what's his Kiffin. name? Now? Yeah, Kiffin. Kiffin, Lane Kiffin. I'm sorry. I don't think yeah. he'd be as relaxed as Lane Kiffin after getting mustard and golf balls thrown at him, but uh, we'll, we'll see. I, I doubt that'll happen again this year, but nevertheless, it's going to be a fun game to watch. Tennessee is going to be going crazy again. I hope Bryce Young doesn't play, but I'm, if he does, I'm glad I got the hook. Uh, that, that's a touchdown at home versus that offense against what Alabama has shown me in the last couple of games. And I, I just don't, I don't, I'm not buying into it being for uh, a seven and a half over a touchdown spread wall. Hey, Woj, let's make some money this week. And don't forget, big game, biggest game of the week, Penn State, Michigan, Woj. Watch it, 11 a.m. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. You can catch us on Twitter at WWCFB. Our Instagram's college underscore football underscore rundown. Our website, which you can get all our podcasts and information and contact me and Kyle on, is collegefootballrundown.com. Thanks again for listening, everybody. I'm Woj. I'm Walt. And this was the College Football Rundown. We're out. <laughs>